Family Ties premiered on NBC on September 22, 1982. Originally pitched as Hip Parents, Square Kids, the show focused on the familial relationships and cultural divide of two ex-hippie parents and their materialistic airhead daughter and young Republican son. Also, there was a third kid, but who cares about Jennifer? The show ran for 176 episodes and a made-for-TV movie and somehow spawned a kid brother, making Jennifer a true middle child before finally concluding on May 14th, 1989. The show served as a nostalgic bridge between counterculture and the Reagan Revolution. It paved the way for a million lifetime television movies starring Meredith Baxter Burney. It helped launch Michael J. Fox into the stars. And oh, there was a third kid. But it all started with a pilot. Welcome to Who's Piloting This Podcast, where we discuss the premiere episodes of television history. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm thirsty. Um, mm, you know what? I always introduce myself first. Oh, wait. hello. Um, hi. <laughs> I'm Gretchen. And I am James. And, and this is... Oh, you can say it. Who's... Piloting. This. Podcast. That's right. <laughs> this is... What is this? Episode... This is episode... Eight. Oh, okay. Nice. Look at us. We're uh, almost up to. Anyway, I. Uh, how about we introduce our beer? <laughs> so this is the segment of the show when we talk about our suds. Yeah. Today, you tell us about it. We're drinking an old classic. It's uh it's a tried and true Lagunitas. A uh, little something, something. Little something, something. So this is a delicious beer that we have been drinking for probably a decade. Yeah, at least. Uh, I think this was kind of a gateway beer for us. It was, for sure. We tried making a clone of it at one point. It's, wow, I don't even remember that. It's it's a... Um, it's I think described it has a, as a way smooth and silky IPA. It has a high degree of um, wheat malt, if I remember right. Let's see, it's seven and a half percent this was i think back when we were really into ibus or at least i was well it was like the pre-new england phase of a beer so it was west coast hops or east coast kind of yeah stanky beer Um, this one is one of the more smooth of the uh older era of classic ipas and it of course does have a weedy kind of backbone to it indeed Gretch, yes. do you have any opinions about American-owned small brewery versus international large brewery, beers, anything? Do you care? I mean, I think I always am rooting for the underdogs. I always want to support like the small guys, but um, I mean, I wouldn't say I have anything against the big ones. Well, you drink Bud Light, so. I do. Don't judge me, people. It's a good trash beer on the weekends when you want to pound them. That's correct. That's correct. And I, I, you know, in fairness, I do think Lagunitas sold a pretty major share to, I think, an international com- conglomerate. Who cares? Whatever. It's still a pretty decent beer and you can get it a lot of places. So yes. tonight's show. So uh, tonight our episode is about family ties, um, which you probably already heard in the intro. So... 
Yeah, as usual, we watched the pilot to do some research. And, uh, well, let's start with this classic. Did you watch it first run? Yes. I think I did not. I did. I just, quite honestly, I don't remember a lot of it. I, I feel like every time we fucking do this, I don't remember a lot of it. It's like, well, the I first episode memory. was 1982. You were born in 80. So, yeah, I wasn't like, I mean, obviously, I probably didn't come in. It what, it ran for seven or eight seasons. So, I didn't come in until later, but. I must have watched it in syndication because I remember once we started watching the pilot that I had seen it before. Like, Oh, so I'd never seen this pilot. Yeah. Like the biggest thing I remember, this is one of the notes that I had, um, that I really liked the banister. They had oh, like, the way that the stairs come down. Yeah. They had this like in their living room, they had this small opening banister that like looked from the stairs into the living room. I don't, it's hard to describe, but um, I was trying to think of that as a floor plan and I was like, why would you, why would you build a stairway like that? And maybe there's like a crawl space underneath for storage. It, yeah, I couldn't, it looked good on TV. Yeah. But of course I'm jumping to like the practical concerns of like, how would this house be constructed and where are you storing things? No, that's no. not. Um, so the opening shot is the family, they're all huddled together it's the three kids and the parents and they're watching uh old slides of the parents protesting so for like the younger age that's when if you put your apple tv on pause and you have your uh your album synced and then it shows random pictures that would be like the same idea yeah we have so many millennials who (laughs) tune in so yeah well at some point we're going to be dead and this podcast will also be dead. It'll be like our, um, what is that thing called? You bury a, <laughs> a time capsule. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That future. was, that was like a, um, one of those games where you give a clue, you bury a time capsule. <laughs> yes. So, okay. Um, so they're looking at the, <laughs> Oh, I'm, am I supposed to be playing a clip? <laughs> you just fucked it up. So, we suck you guys. No, no, keep going. So they're looking at the freaking slides from their parents protesting in like what the sixties, I think. Sure. And they were like big hippie dippies, and the the kids are like, "This is so lame and blah." And um, Mallory, who I think is the oldest child, says, "I'm dying. I'm dying." Is she the oldest? Yeah. Right. Wasn't she? I don't know. I actually have no idea. I always thought Alex is being the oldest. Actually, maybe, maybe she it's was like middle. chauvinism. I don't know. They seem very close in age anyway, but. Right. So um, Mallory, though, I, I wrote down, you know, it's such an odd name. I don't think I've ever heard that Did name before since. It? No, I didn't. Oh, me either. Um, so <laughs> the theme song is gross. I forgot the lyrics except for the chorus, but it, it's so bad. It's like we've both had it stuck in our head for a week and it's. it's well, because it always comes back to the ending. Sha-la-la-la. <laughs> yeah. Um, so weird thing about the theme song, like I was looking, because, you know, we do, our level, our level of research on this is we open the Wikipedia. Maybe we go to like a refinery, 29, 10 things you didn't know about this show. Um, 
our last episode obviously was much more research because people were passionate and cared about it. But um, we had three more people to help research. Right. So we both have full time jobs, people. We don't have that much time. True. Um, for whatever reason, the, the theme song in I was reading in like the episodes, uh, like second season on, is sung by Johnny Mathis. And I was like, Johnny Mathis, isn't that like kind of a big I name? I think that's a big name, but I don't know what the hell he's saying. Yeah. Well, Exactly the same song. Well, hmm. um, so the kitchen, the one of the first scenes is in the kitchen, and the kitchen is so busy. There's like pots, more pots, plates, more pans, pots, plates. There's also a water jug, and guess what? It's empty. Also, in the Wait, first, we need to take it back. That's a reference to episode two, which was. Small wonder. Small wonder. And there was a water jug in the kitchen and it was... Empty. Yes. But also I was going to say that um, the dad who is... What is what is the guy's name? Michael Gross. Gross. Michael Gross. He's talking to Alex P. Keaton and he's talking about how he should be living his life and getting on a tramp steamer, which is a callback to Perfect Strangers because that's how Balky got to the U.S., was on a tramp steamer. It's all for full, full so circle. So what do we know about the 80s? It's all about tramp steamers and empty water jugs. Yes, that's all there was. That's it. Um, so some things that annoyed me. The parents are constantly making out, and it's like, we're the best, we're the happiest, we love each other, we never tire of each other, and it's like, okay, that's realistic. Um, Alex... <laughs> casually puts his hands in his khaki pockets a lot. All like literally every, I think, I wonder if it, like I would love to find out if he was just nervous or something and that it was just became a tick because it obviously became like part of his character, but he does it like 15 times in the pilot. Well, this was his first role, wasn't it? I think, I, I think, think it so. was. Yeah, I think so. We'll get to that in a little bit too. Um. So what else? So Mallory... Um, is talking about bases, like getting to, you know, second, third base with her parents. She's and just that's just gross. Oh, well, yeah. Well, and what teenager what, does that? I mean, ew. I think, I don't know. It's, I think a lot of that stuff was taught by television writers in a weird way. Like television writers wrote that shit and then teenagers kind of saw it on TV and maybe picked it up to a degree. I guess, yeah. Um... So hopefully so, you can't hear Siler snoring very loudly in the background. Our old, old, old dog. Do we want to talk about the plot at all? Yeah, talk about the plot. I'm going to have a sip of beer. So the whole idea of the show is that um, Alex is hot for a girl at school. Um, Who looks 35. Yeah, and she has rich parents and they're, I guess, decidedly middle class. Michael Gross, the dad. His job is uh, he manages the local like public access or PBS. I don't think they use the term PBS, but I think the implication is like he manages the local PBS station. And then his wife is an independent architect. Um, but this girl that he's interested in apparently is quite rich and he's trying to um, dote upon her and then gets invited to, uh, to the country club with the family. And uh, this this is what really kind of kicks off the meat of the episode, this one. Alex, 
The Carlton is a restricted club. Oh, that's all right. I'll be with the Blends. Ha, ha, ha. He doesn't get it. And then the mother explains. What your father means is that the, the Carlton Country Club doesn't have any members that are black or Jewish or Hispanic or any other group that didn't come over on the Mayflower. Because those are the three kinds. <laughs> yeah. Black, Jew, Hispanic. I mean, I will say it's pretty cool that they added this storyline, but God, the, the rest... Okay, yes, they were they stood for something and that's awesome. But like the rest of the storyline, it's like Alex is trying to impress this girl and it's like he's lying constantly to impress her and it's like who would ever do that and why is that always a storyline? Like or at least it was in like the 80s, I feel like in like movies and shows. It was like you want to impress this person just lie. And it's like how do you ever think where do you think that's going to go? Like it's never going to I don't know. Anyway, it was annoying. Um, I think, I feel like I keep not talking into the mic. I keep hitting the microphone with my beer. So we're, there we go. We're, we're the B team today. Great. Yeah. Um, I hope you edit this long pause. Nope. Have you noticed a trend here that like whenever there's something that you find embarrassing, I leave it in? Yes. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I just realized I put in here, the dad is acting like he's in a play, if that makes sense, which is funny. We just watched the pilot again, like a half hour ago, because James wanted to get some clips. And, and and we wanted to do our homework. Yeah, which we did piss poorly, by the way, because you don't even have any fucking notes and my notes are garbage. But anyway. Um, I have the Wikipedia page open. It's Yeah, you really worked hard. So... Um, yeah, the, the actor, Michael, what did we say his name Michael was? Gross. He is like, you can tell he must have been a theater actor because he's a very- A what actor? Theater. Theater. I didn't say theater. Anyway, <laughs> you can tell he was a stage actor. How about that? Because he's very like loud and animated and pausey. Pausey. Yeah. Like pausing for effect. Okay. What else do I have on here? Oh, so mom- there's a scene where mom's sewing a pillow, very 80s, very domestic. Uh, cut, fast forward 10 minutes. Uh, Aline, Aline, Elise is her name. She's sewing again. Um, towards the end of the episode, she's sewing. She's always sewing. And she's an architect. Yeah. So shouldn't she be like building things out of matchsticks? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, yeah, that's what architects do. Yeah, I don't know what But also, do. so her name is Elise. Mm-hmm. Her daughter's name is Mallory. And then Alex and Jennifer. Yeah, and Alex... Oh, okay, so I have one note about Jennifer. What's happening with her teeth? They look like <laughs> Tales from the Crypt. Um, then Alex is literally brutal. 47 years old at 17. Yeah. Oh, you want me to play this clip? Hang on. You gotta... If you really want me to you have suck. it... <laughs> try it again. Let's go. Okay, you're gonna edit this. No. James, this is so bad. <laughs> it isn't even funny. It's funny to me. Oh, Christ. So Alex somehow looks 47 years old and he's supposed to be 17. Well, how do I look? Middle-aged. <laughs> was that, that was not worth the wait. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So thanks for dragging it out and making it even less funny. Um, okay. Let's see. Alex and... Steven Who's slash Steven? dad. Dad. Oh, dad. That's his name. Okay. I missed that. 
have a heart to heart. Oh, oh, cause we, we like kind of skipped over this, right? So Alex goes to the, Alex goes to the, um, what do they call it? And ex- it's not exclusive. A country club. But no, the, uh, restricted, restricted club and has dinner, but dad shows up because he's really upset about this and tries to get, um, Alex to come home with him and then partakes in some of the hors d'oeuvres in a comical fashion and enjoys them. Um, <laughs> so they have a heart to heart. One of the, the, I think the final scene is him and the dad have a heart to heart and the dad's like, I don't know. This is the worst fucking episode ever. <laughs> have you noticed a trend it's that every terrible. episode we say that? Oh my God. This isn't funny. It isn't interesting. We don't even have good notes. I have a couple of things we're going to get to. Oh my God. So basically, you know, the dad apologizes for being kind of overprotective and he's like, you know, you're this weird fucking 17 year old Republican. I'm a former hippie. Um, I got to let you like spread your wings at some point. They have the most civilized adult conversation any 17 year old would ever have with their parents. And it's not very realistic, but it's still kind of a little bit heartwarming. Well, cause he's, he's got this whole thing where he's like, you know, when you're, when you're a baby, it's easy. All I have to do is put the poison up and make sure you don't tumble down the stairs. But as an adult, you know, I don't know the difference between parenting and interfering. And it is a good little line or, you know, exchange that they have. So the show does like kind of end in a heartwarming note and, and I don't know who cares. Um, <laughs> here's the, um, so he, a couple of things. One, this is, of course, Michael J. Fox before Back to the Future, right? Mm-hmm. He, that was what, 84? He commands every scene he's in. He does. He and just like walks in and chews up the scenery. And for being like a child, I mean, he was a child basically, wasn't he like 15? Yeah, I don't know how old he was when he when he, when he he started, but I mean, he owns it. It's like, But he was like, I was thinking while he was having that scene with his dad that he was such a better actor than his dad. Right. I was like, God, this but kid's got here's like... the thing. Could you imagine anyone else being uh, Michael P. Keaton? No. Why do you keep having to throw the P in there? Because it's Michael only P. Keaton. one Keaton. One He's, Michael Keaton. But that's his name in the show. Okay. So no one else could play that, right? I don't think so. He was the second choice. Who was the first? Matthew Broderick. Wow. Actually... Isn't that fucking nuts? That is super nuts. I didn't know Matthew that. Matthew Broderick turned this role down. And guess what? What? You know who was the first choice for Back to the Future? Matthew Broderick? Nope. Who? Eric Stoltz. Oh, man, that they redhead guy? shot parts of the movie with him before they fired him and brought Michael J. Fox in. Was it drugs? No, he just, they were like, this isn't working. We don't like I don't think it wasn't like here. everybody was, he wasn't a problem. It wasn't like he was a dick or anything. They were just like, it's not, something's wrong. It's not working. No chemistry. So he was the second choice on two things that I don't think anyone could have done better than him. It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. Pretty wild. Also, uh, Meredith Baxter Bernie. MBB. Just tons of Lifetime movies. So many Lifetime movies. I don't even know if that's true. Her and Marky Post. <laughs> Wasn't she somebody? She was on uh, Night Court, which yes. we'll get to eventually. We yeah. Oh, not tonight. 
Not tonight. I'm saying eventually as a, as a podcast, we'll get to night court. So, um, I didn't, I, I don't think I watched family ties. Um, first run whenever it came on when I was a kid, I would avoid the room. It had an aura to it that I had no interest in being around. You have so many fucking shows like that, you weirdo. Well, this is where I'm going to back it up. Watching beep, the beep beep George Costanza watching the pilot, I enjoyed the pilot. I thought the pilot was very good. So what you're saying is you should have been 43 as a child. Probably. <laughs> Probably. But I will go ahead and go on the record since we're about that point in the show, is that I would say, yeah, I'd buy this pilot. I'd put it on my airwaves. I don't know if I would. I mean... Well, today... I mean, I guess in context, in 1982. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they were definitely doing something different. You know? They had a, like... It was right... Was it right when Reagan was elected? When was Reagan Reagan elected? was elected in 1980. Oh, so it was two years after that. But um, they were definitely, there was a political aspect to the show. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, he, was, he was a young Republican with hippie parents. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, I don't think that was actually, I mean, it was a stereotype in the show, but I think that was probably to a degree a reality. Mm -hmm. It was probably, I, I, would, I would venture to guess that I bet there were a lot of, kids that were his age at the time that could relate because they probably had a similar, not a lot, maybe some that had hippie parents and they were kind of like, okay, well, I'm not that far. Yeah. Get that. over yourself. Yeah. I want to go work on wall street. Mm. Well, it was the eighties. Yeah. I'm going to be Gordon Gecko. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess I would, I would, uh, put the old stamp of approval on it. The old stamp of approval. I don't know. <laughs> Me either. All right. <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. There there are a couple of facts about this though. We can we can milk this shit on the way out here. Um cuz again, we're doing once again our worst episode. So, recurring cast, Mark Price, uh who cares? Tracy What is her name? Tracy Pol Polian Polin? I don't know who the hell that is. Tracy Polin. Well, that's the person uh, that was cast as Alex P. Keaton's girlfriend, but he, she, um, they legit got married in real life and are still married not, today. No. Yeah. No. Michael he's J. Fox? Married, no. He's married to another blonde. I can't remember her name, but it's not that actress. This one that he's married to? Uh, yeah, babe, that's not who played that woman on the show. He had two girlfriends. Oh, okay. The you're not one. talking about the woman from the pilot. No, That's why no, you no, threw no, me no. Off. See, the, see the, Sorry. Throughout the season, he had two major girlfriends. One of them he married in real life. Yeah, and they've Tracy been together. Pullen. Yeah, yeah. The other one was Courtney Cox. But the one in the pilot. <laughs> That's what we watched. That's why I don't. Oh, my God. We're going to get this back on track. Notable guest stars. River Phoenix. Corey Feldman. Wow. Tom Hanks. Martha Plimpton. Will Wheaton. David Faustino. I don't know who that is. Oh, is that the guy Bud, from Karate? Bud Bundy. Oh, oh. Isn't it? I think. Wait, let me check. Yeah, yeah, Bud Bundy. And Gina Davis. Crispin Glover. 
what's up with that? Oh, that must have been after. I wonder, was that after? I don't know who Do the you know who Crispin is. Glover is? No. Crispin Glover played his dad in Back to the Future. Oh. That guy. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> so what did we learn? Uh, that in the 80s, there were a lot of empty water jugs and uh, people thought that steam tramps were a thing or tramp, tramp, steamers. tramp steamers. Also, you, you over um, accessorized your kitchen. With pots and pans. And more pots and pans and plates. And always hung them from the ceiling or yeah. walls or above the stove or all four. Yes. Um, Afghans. Mm -hmm. You should sewing. always have an Afghan on your couch. You should be sewing. Um, you could be an independent architect and that was a job. Mm -hmm. Because I, I guess people would look you up in the phone book. I guess. And they'd be like, oh, I need an architect. Let me flip to the K section and find Mrs. Keaton. Mm -hmm. Well, if you listen to this point, sorry for you. <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. The other, just as we close here, because this is one of the clips I'm going to save forever. This is the other thing about this show and this era of television that really hits home for me. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. <laughs> Yes. Just that. Same. We both, when we heard that, we were like, oh my God, so many shows wrapped up with that. If you're a child of the 80s, you you know what we're talking about. So I'm going to, let's see, let me get my outro for you here. Because you said you wanted to do the read. Oh, God. We didn't drink enough on this podcast. We're not funny. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with alcohol. I don't think we're ever oh, funny. come on. No, that's not it. It's this one. Oh, God. All right. Hang on. I'm going to play the music first, though. Do you think you're ready for this? No. Do you have any words of wisdom to send us out the door? Never trust a fart. Folks, thanks for enduring our podcast. Family Ties was produced by Ubu Productions in association with Paramount Television and is distributed by CBS Television Distribution. All copyrights are the property of those fine entities. If you like this podcast, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe on your favorite podcast service and leave us a review. Check out our website at whospilotingthispodcast.com. And if you want to tell us what to watch next, call and leave us a message at 323-NET-INFO. Hope you'll join us next week. No, you won't.